0: Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit.
1: Whatever the fuck that means.
0: Hello, Patrick Herringer. How are we doing? I said it right. You did. You know what I had to do? I had to go back to your episode and yeah. listen to the point where you're like, no, it's a hard G. And I was it's like, a hard G. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. I was a like, good, good. I'm glad that I remember and this time I don't have to come well, in and be like, you. how do I say your last name again? So annoying. But I think I'm super self-conscious about pronouncing people's names wrong. That's fair. I, I feel like... I don't know. It's just like it's the least I can do to be respectful for you is call you by your right name.
1: So I try really hard with first names, last names. Yeah, you know, but whatever,
0: Patrick but... is so easy. So like obviously I was going to get that right, <laughs> and we already talked about it one time. So if I came in here again butchered and then can, it. and butchered again, you'd be like, "This bitch, she can't even take the I would time just sit here with a smile and be passive to her understand guests. how to say my name." And I'm particularly self-conscious and scarred by it because for the first like the better part of my life so my my name is Christelle
1: okay like my full government yep. name as some would say government name
0: but you know that every time someone looks at it what do they say crystal yeah And me all the time so sure. ever since I was a little child in school crystal be like I just like, it's Christelle
1: and stomping your feet.
0: no I would just be embarrassed <laughs> you know because like no one wants to be called out about that and then people will be like, is that your real name? Or did you just change it? I'm like, why the fuck would I make it more difficult than it has to be? If it was Crystal, everyone knows the name Crystal. I wouldn't just change it myself to Christelle. Anyways, Patrick, <laughs> what's been your favorite workout?
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, favorite workout. Yeah. Recently?
0: Recently. I can't wait to hear. So. Uh, I want to know what you do. Uh, what's your fa- your idea of a favorite workout?
1: Oh, this is easy. Um, So we just had the CrossFit open. Okay. And there are five workouts there, you know. Blah, blah, blah. so
0: what's the crossfit open
1: uh the my my workout by the way was not in the crossfit open oh, but okay. it would well, be, what it would have seemed open? to have been the obvious answer <laughs> for me uh the crossfit open is one workout uh for five weeks to determine who advances in the next level of crossfit games
0: oh okay. so that normally happens in
1: march they switched their timeline and now happens in october so okay. we just finished it
0: so this is like the big it's like your in- intro into like
1: Correct, Games yeah. So time. so last year when I was competing and trying to make it to the master's qualifier, yes. that was the five weeks. Then they shifted the schedule this year, so now it's in the back half of the year versus springtime. So okay. we just had that, but uh, none of those were my favorite workout recently. So I programmed a workout for uh, the gym last week, I guess. Okay. Super simple, um, a bike, some okay. narrow mountain climbers. Yeah, wait, what was it, what was it? So uh, on the echo bike, I don't know if you've had the pleasure of being on the Echo Bike is at like Sarah's an assault studio bike? yet. It is, but it's it's a little bigger and heftier and a little more sturdy. But you're like doing yep, exactly. your arms yep. and the
0: legs. Yeah, those, so, those, those are the fucking uh,
1: 60 cows for men, 45 cows for ladies there. Come okay. off to 100 mountain climbers. Okay. And then a 100 calorie row for men, 80 for ladies, another set of the 100 mountain climbers, and then 45 or 60 cows on the bike. Okay. So just, what About
0: what is the time that it takes like uh, average 45 so, cows on the bike?
1: Wow. Uh- we, can you answer that? <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you're um, if you're just going at it as hard as you can, uh, yeah. you can do, you know, thirty, forty cows in a minute, and that is absolute crazy, psychotic. And I'm just sorry, but, but like
0: I have never seen anyone be able to go all out for a minute and maintain their all outness really for a minute. Yeah, so, so that's so the really plan, hard. The plan to there
1: do. is do the first bike uh, at a pace that's sustainable. Okay. Same thing on the row, and then just completely black out on the last bike so it's a random i don't know what like wednesday or thursday last week and uh sarah we need a
0: time we need a time huh is it it a time or is it yes it's
1: four time get it done okay okay so one time through okay and um so it was me and sarah Mm -hmm. and um ob who's a guy at the gym but you know it's one of sarah and i's favorite things to just kick the living shit out of each other in a workout is it really yeah absolutely we'll go in on like sunday (laughs) night Uh, in the summer when we have nothing better to do and just do a workout that both of us are good at and just see how fast we can do it. Are you guys both good at the same things? No, we're good at different things. Okay. Um, This is, uh, this workout was all lungs. And so
0: see, this is, this is the kind of workout that I like.
1: Yeah. uh, I want to
0: work out. That's all lungs.
1: So we got people all day had been in the high teens to low twenties time range on the workout. Um, Our fitter people were in the like sixteen to seventeen minute. Oh my time god, frame. wait,
0: I want to do this and see what my time yeah. was. And wow.
1: uh so it's a good little bit of work just to get to that last bike. And yeah. damn it if Sarah and I didn't get on the bike the exact same second. Like through really? the first bike, through the two sets of mountain climbers, through the long ass row and back on the bike at the exact same second.
0: Oh wow. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, so uh
1: <laughs> long story medium, I won the workout. But it's a little <laughs> unfair because uh, she has been doing some more uh, bodybuilding type stuff and some okay. hypertrophy stuff for the last mm-hmm. several months. And I've been going pretty hard at the cardio part okay. uh, of CrossFit, just trying to get some lungs back. So <gasps> this is a narrow, tiny window in our existence together as a couple and with fitness that I'm better at this kind of workout than her. Yeah. So see, see this so is I was so like 14 minutes. and th- This is yeah. so
0: interesting to me because you guys... Like, my husband's very fit, We go fit, at too. each other
1: as hard as we possibly can. But,
0: like, I stand no chance is my problem. Like, he's going to outlift me. He's going to be faster than me. He's, like, going to be better at me than everything. And so I don't, it's, like, not fun for
1: me. Get better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, what do you mean tell you? Find something you can do you're to right, kick his ass. You're right, you're right. Excel at that and then make him do that.
0: I did, you know what I was way better at him? The June jump rope challenge. Oh, there you go. I would fucking killed him. <laughs> I walked all over him. I need something else. It though. is. Uh,
1: it, it's a bonding thing for us. To I just well, I
0: agree, and I'm like I love working out with him, but I yeah. that comp- that like competition piece has never been there.
1: Yeah, it's true. There needs to be, there needs to be a, like some some level of yeah of um, I guess just competitiveness and evenness is more so right so even so that it's close. exactly. Yeah
0: okay i'm gonna work at this 2020 goals
1: i uh, have sarah right, show you then. some she wrote a couple of old blog posts about our sunday night workouts and she narrates and talks about the emotions of going through them and what was going through like her does nurturing. she want
0: to kill perfect. you though
1: because yeah we want to smash each other
0: okay go, <laughs> no but but like some t- i've found
1: oh no it's it like we enjoy it yeah like totally it's it's a positive but, like thing. while it's
0: happening it's yeah. it's fine you guys are okay
1: uh, it's just side-eyeing the fuck out of each other and then going faster
0: okay so okay. you look over I'm and you're trying, like I'm giving, I can't
1: believe she's keeping up
0: Right. i'm i'm giving like myself like a comparison and we've like been in a workout together and a similar workout that you just described like yep. Lungs, right and it's i don't know the order got off. we were in the same group and something mm-hmm. was wrong and like i just got so mad. <laughs> I was like, I will fucking rip your head off your shoulders and like slam your head into the wall right now. Like, I was it, already, you have like Call so much testosterone going, and like it wasn't even a competition thing. It was like he was like telling me I was doing something wrong, oh, and like that's, I thought he that's was a different animal. Okay, yeah, okay. no, no, no. You just <laughs> okay,
1: don't explain my workout yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay, so my workout, my favorite workout was not as interesting as yours but i i talked about this last time i'm in somewhat of like a routine with my workouts in a good way that's Mm -hmm. like i'm giving my body the different types of movement that it needs and sometimes that looks like maybe a little boring so and the way that the holidays are just timing out right now since i recorded the last podcast i've only had four workouts so it's kind of hard to be like, what's well, my favorite workouts yeah. of like, it was two Orange Theory workouts and it was two yoga workouts. So mm-hmm. it's like, I've got to choose. But I would say my favorite one was this morning. I got up for um, 6 a.m. Power Hour Yoga at Move Your Hide. Missy coaches or what do you say for yoga? Instructs? Instructs, please? yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, does like a, a power class. So it's like flow. It's like mm-hmm. fast paced, which is the type of yoga that I'm really into right now. And I would say it's my favorite because the whole night I was so anxious about it about just about waking up because like, I'm going to be too tired. I'm not going to be able to do it. It's going to be really uncomfortable when I have to, my alarm goes off at five 20. So I'm just like,
1: and you got there and what
0: it was f- totally fucking fine. Totally fine. I mean, I slept like shit because I kept waking up throughout the night being like, did yep. I miss my alarm? Is it time to go yet? Is it ready to go yet? Like I just caused so much unwanted anxiety. No. And then I got there and it was great to loosen up. She always asks like, what do people need? And, I'm not always one to speak up, but I have been super tight. Like the whole backside of my leg, my calf, my hamstring, I got new running shoes and they're more minimalist. Mm-hmm. And I sprinted it's yesterday, my feet, I've like not yet adapted. So every time it's like my Achilles right now is like kind of okay. touch and go. So I was like, I need the backs of my legs. So it's like, she like really focused on that, which was nice. And so, yeah, I w- I walked out of there feeling awesome. Nice. And yeah, you don't busy regret busy. At workouts no you, no i and i and i really wanted to do it which is why i signed up for this exam it was just the feeling of like i'm gonna be tired <laughs> i like and it was fine i wasn't even that tired i just make it up in my mind look at that do you when do you work out like what uh, part of the day
1: i normally work out early afternoon okay so i'm obviously it's it's a luxury for me to have the gym yeah um i i Try to. Uh, I'll coach a lot of the early morning classes, two well, two or three days a week, and then through the noon, and then I'll usually work out between two and four thirty. Okay. If I'm sticking around to coach okay. the evening, or I'll come in at two and work out, and then coach the evening. That's
0: sessions. a good time, like in the morning. For yeah, me. I'm awake,
1: and I, so you know, ten years in the army, I worked out in the morning a lot. Um, never really loved it, but I got used to the running or whatever. So right, know, a like, little cardio workout, or I don't like to lift heavy in the it. morning.
0: Yeah. Well, I I am so tight mm
1: -hmm. like
0: I can feel like if I just am sitting down and like
1: you didn't move for the last nine hours
0: put my head down I can feel a stretch (laughs) from like my ankles to my neck and I'm like if this what it is what it feels like at 31 when I wake up in the morning and I stretch what am I going to feel like at 50 it's up to you (laughs) I hate you I know right can you you imagine living (laughs) with me I know no that's good you're right that's
1: i mean i start a but, lot of my 6 a.m classes on cold days it's like the first thing you do when you walk in three minutes on the bike or the rower because if i allow people to come in and hop on a foam roller and they're already chilly and the floor's cold yeah then it's over but if we walk in get moving right away yeah you just I, need to get it's yeah, like the first to.
0: the first seven minutes are uh, sticky
1: we do party rock mondays at 6 a.m
0: what is party There's do you a, play party rock by lmfao
1: it's the Party Rock Station on Pandora. So you can just imagine all the songs that follow, but goddammit, it it works on yes. Monday morning. They yes. look forward to it now, yes. at least sarcastically, and that's all I need.
0: For sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, Patrick, what do you want to talk about? What's your thing?
1: Oh, uh, big things. So big I teased things. this a little bit last time.
0: That's right. Right? And you were going to have a What The Fit exclusive.
1: Yes, so it is... It's time to bring that to bear. Um, I am I'm just so absolutely ecstatic to announce that CrossFit 513 United is moving to Finley Market.
0: Ooh!
1: Yes, we uh, signed New a lease patient. and we'll be moving there, uh, if all things go according to schedule, in August of next year.
0: That is so fast. So we are
1: super excited about that. I did an interview with uh, the Business Courier Journal awesome. earlier this week. They did cool. a piece for us. And then, uh, yeah, so... Construction hopefully starts in the next month or so, and then we're in there August first.
0: So where, where, where in Finley is it?
1: So, if you're familiar with the market itself, yeah, uh, the parking lot just to the north of it. Yeah, it's cross street from the parking lot. It's it. a single story brick building. There, it's got a garage door. If you've pulled in that parking lot and pulled out, you looked at the building. Right, it's right across the street yep. from the parking lot. So, Sarah uh, actually showed me when I went. On yeah, we're went we're down. ecstatic about that. Right but, by Ryan Geist. Um, yep, it's yeah. on the same block as Ryan Geist. But Finley is blowing than, up. Yeah. I think I think it's it's a great time for us to get in there. Yeah. And uh with with a lot of the renovation and the, the all of the housing that's going in down there, yeah. we're pretty excited about that. And right. on top of the CrossFit gym moving, uh we are going to have a second business in the location. Oh. Uh we're going to call it the Finley Movement. Cool. Because why wouldn't you want to join the movement? I, but the Finley Movement I can't. is I have an uh, for you. so so let me let me back up a little. Uh CrossFit 513 United yeah. is in my mind, uh, unquestionably the best coach CrossFit facility in this in this city. I'm here for it. Uh, we take a lot of pride in that, and we back it up. So mm-hmm. last time I was here, there was one L3 CrossFit coach in the entire 275 loop, uh-huh. being me. Yeah. There are two now. There's still only two. Okay. Okay? Yeah. The second one's mine, too. Oh. So Robin <laughs> coaches for me, Robin Teller-Cash. She just got her CrossFit L3.
0: Damn. She
1: is our other coach. So... So you're, we have the only two certified CrossFit coaches so just inside the 275 speaking, loop. Scientifically speaking, you're the best. There's no reason yeah. for you to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. else. <laughs> There's
0: no reason.
1: But on top of that, um, the Finley movement. So Finley movement is going to be uh, boot camp, high intensity, largely body weight style workouts because cool. there is a large portion of the population that if it says CrossFit or if it has a barbell in it, they don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, and we're a
0: little, still a yeah, little intimidated. Yeah, and, and that's fine. That's fine.
1: So if that's not your thing, then but you still want to do the high-intensity workouts, then there are plenty of places to do that. But guess what? We're going to do that better than them, too. I believe it. We do CrossFit, the best in the city, yeah. and if we're going to do a high-intensity boot camp-style workout, we're going to be the, the best at that, too.
0: So it will be separate?
1: It will be in the same building, but same a totally building, but separate, separate business. Separate. Yeah, okay. so... Um, we're gonna really start pushing that business pretty soon, cool. And That's hopefully, great. you know, That's the so doors o- open August first. We're just gonna be co-located there, yeah. And like I said, we're oh just, great, we're you're gonna start
0: that. right in the heat of summer. Yeah, we're gonna be drenched, wet, and soaking in sweat.
1: Yeah, there's I a garage it. door I that opens it. up to the outside at the new location. It's, we're excited.
0: That's awesome. That's really fun. So, do you? what what kind of spurred the movement were you just like ready for a new space outgrew uh, we've, it what was we've it? outgrown the yeah. space
1: um but also on top of that is the the size of the gym that we're at now it doesn't allow me to do anything else and like i said so so many of these people are going to go somewhere else anyway they may as well come to us and know that we're doing it right yeah so if i can provide a space now that Works for for those folks who don't want to do CrossFit and don't want to lift heavy weights. Yeah. Then, you know, why right. wouldn't I do yeah. that too? Yeah. So
0: that's cool. That's fun. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah, to try we're
1: it. we're stoked about that one.
0: That'll be fun. Okay, so the thing that I want to talk about is something that I did not want to talk about at all. Let's do it. But I asked the, what the Fit followers what they wanted to hear or what I should talk about, and everyone except like two people wanted to talk about being healthy around the holidays, being guilt-free around the holidays.
1: Surviving holiday nutrition. It's in my notes.
0: Surviving the holidays. Like we're fighting something. Right. So the thing that, the reason why I didn't want to talk about this was Mm -hmm. a couple reasons. One, I really thought, because of course it came to mind as something to talk about, but I'm like, people don't want to hear about this. They're done. They're done. Especially not what I'm going to tell them. They're done. (laughs) I can't wait to hear. They're done hearing about you know, the survive the holiday thing because I'm fucking done hearing yep. about it and I live in this world, too. And a part of me is like, I don't want to I don't want to face the face any guilt or like deal with guilt and not to say that it's not going to come up. But I, for me, my personal kind of strategy is like, I don't this is not gonna fucking talk. it. I don't want to talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. we're just going to we're just going to do the holidays. But I understand where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, this is twofold. This is, you're asking for two different things. Are you asking for healthy tips in the holidays because you want to be healthy in the holidays? Well, then I think you probably have a lot of nice things to say about that. And it's probably like, keep your routine, drink a lot of water, bring a healthy dish to the party so you eat it, eat a healthy meal before the party, get a lot of sleep. Though, you know, we Mm can talk about that, which I think you probably do a good job. But then I think the other part of it is this like, doing the holidays without guilt. And Mm -hmm. when I hear that, I hear... You want to fucking try all the holiday cookies. You don't want to bring a healthy dish and you don't yeah. want to do that. You want to eat the ham and the cheese and all the good stuff and you want to drink all, all of the things. And that's perfectly fine too. And I think that if we're then just talking about removing guilt, well, well what is guilt? Guilt is when you do something that you shouldn't do. So remove being healthy you feel for like the you holidays. Yeah, you feel like you shouldn't do. Like Then remove the expectation that you're healthy for the holidays. And and then you have to define what are the holidays. Are the holidays the social events that accompany this time? Is it Thanksgiving to January 1st? Mm-hmm. Is it the week between Christmas and New Year's? Like what do the holidays look like for you? Define what that is and then decide like is your priority to be healthy? Yeah. If it's not, like for me personally, the holidays for me, are the happy hours I'm going to go to, the parties I'm going to host and attend, mm-hmm. the dinners with friends. I am removing the priority of health for those events. It's not on the table for me. My priority is fun. That's a core value of mine. So if I'm doing that, I can't be, I'm not, I can't feel guilty about anything because I'm deciding. You
1: Here's the caveat you take care of yourself the rest of the year. A lot of people eat like an asshole around the holidays, and it's exactly the way they eat the rest of the year. Sure,
0: well then you shouldn't <laughs>
1: but feel that's, bad. But that's the point: is you take care of yourself, you work out, you watch what you eat. Yeah. When the holidays roll around, it's ten or eleven bad meals because you've right. got like a Thanksgiving meal, you've got a leftover Thanksgiving meal. Right. Let's throw in a random sure. get together that you have after got that. Some you've got around. Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> you've got Christmas Day. You've got New Year's Eve New Year's Day. Yeah. So go nuts on those six or seven days. Sure. Right? If you want to. Yeah, if you want.
0: Make the decision. Like the decision is yours. You have all the power in the world. You decide. Yes,
1: but rein it in on the other days. Don't let it carry over. It's Yeah, make that decision. You don't have to have an entire day of bad meals. Like we can say, all right, I'm going to be reasonable before I go, and then I'm just not going to worry about it later. Right. But it's the carryover of, I ate poorly for eleven total meals from Thanksgiving through yeah. mid-January. Let's right. say right, and I enjoyed the hell out of them. I went to a happy hour. I drank that night. I ate that night. Yep. I shit. I even ate a little something when I got home. Yeah, fine or a lot of something on those. But but yeah. fine. Yeah. But <laughs> those eleven times. But when you allow that to carry through, let's say two months, sixty days, three. What's that? Three hundred and sixty meals in two months. Yeah. So why, why are you allowing the holidays to impact such a high percentage of those meals? Do it on the days that you have it. And when you're not, just, just be reasonable.
0: No, I, I totally agree. And I, I would even venture to say, you know, people listening to this podcast, right, are probably people that are, yep. like, healthy, fitness-minded. Like, they're like, oh, I, I want to, like, do it right. But, but then it's like...
1: Don't half-ass it. Just, like, like
0: make the decision, though. Yeah, I agree. Like, you totally know, agree like, with that. You either are going to say, I'm going all... I, Whatever all in means. I mean, I would even like challenge people to be like, what do you want to get out of what you're doing? If it's the party that you're going to, like what do you want to get drunk? Is that what did you? Cool. Then that's what you're deciding. Get drunk. If you want to like prioritize connection, connectivity, communication, like what if you want to try all the cookies, like do that, but just like be I think you're
1: speaking to a larger issue with food. And uh, there are... So so let's let me let me caveat here and say yeah. that all of the things that I'm saying here after this point excludes people who have legitimate eating disorders. That is that is a well, and also, situation that needs, you know, sh- help totally, that is beyond my totally grasp. And but, to
0: say that I'm not an expert, you're not an expert in this. We're the the speaking. Vast the vast majority
1: of people don't need to worry about some kind of goddamn relationship they're having with food. Totally. Just eat real food. And learn how to say no to yourself. Yeah. That is so much harder. Across the board. No, it's not. I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I use this analogy tonight in class uh, while we were coaching back squats. And, and we were talking about, hey, if you work up to a 400-pound back squat, there's probably never going to be a time in your life when you have to squat starting at 150 again. Right? Just arbitrary numbers on it. Like right. You've crossed a threshold, and squatting at 200 pounds is no longer hard for you. Yeah. So if we... Right, right. Talk about that towards nutrition, if you... In the beginning, you struggle to know what good food is, what's actually healthy, because there's so much bullshit out there. But you take the time to learn and you practice and you put the work in and you get to a certain point with nutrition and then it's not hard anymore.
0: You know what, Patrick, you're right. And you just brought up a really good point that just really hit a spark for me because I think perhaps to, you know what? No, I'm just gonna say from my own personal experience, I think I have been operating from from a past self a lot where, When I was younger and I was totally out of control with food, I didn't really know what healthy eating looked like. Obviously, I've made a lot of strides in that area. But I mean, I would would have to leave my home to go back to school early from Christmas break because Mm -hmm. I felt so out of control around food in my own house because I knew if I lived in my own place, I wouldn't keep the food around. I have access to the rec center. Like that was so extreme. I would Mm -hmm. literally leave my house early to go back home to school. I am nowhere near that way anymore. Nope. I don't operate from that mentality, but yet when I, I, it's kind of like a default way of thinking when I'm like presented sure. with the holidays. And to say that it's hard, I, I, I don't mean to discount that it's not. But even you just saying that, like, I'm not gonna go it's back. It's hard in the beginning. I'm not gonna go back there.
1: No. And so I
0: think perhaps maybe we're thinking of this like where we, you know, operating from this past self when we think about surviving the holidays and guilt yeah. around the holidays, like. A lot of us have evolved from those spots. And if you're in that spot right now, then, you know, I, I think it's helpful to hear like progress is totally possible.
1: And it has to be progress. Ha- yeah. The, the overnight changes don't work. So right. if someone comes to me and they're like, hey, I need to lose 100 pounds. I'm not going to put them on the strictest mo- Like let's whole 30 the shit out of this and write every single thing down you're going to weigh and measure. Yeah. Like that's not step one. Right. Step one is, hey, write your food down for a week and then they bring that into me and we say let's take out the 10 percent of the worst absolute shit you're Mm -hmm. eating that's Mm -hmm. not even real food and then let's do another two weeks without that and you take these incremental steps just like i wouldn't load the barbell with 400 pounds on somebody's first squat yeah but we build in this strength and we build the habit and then it becomes easy like so i i I don't say this to to sound arrogant or whatever but i i have not always been good with my nutrition and whatever and but I am now. Yeah. Because I've worked on it over several years. And I just do it now. Yeah. If you said eat this way, and I think we even talked about this last time I was here, but if you just said eat this way now, I'd say, okay, I'll do that. Because it's no longer a muscle that I have to work Strengthen. on to be yeah. strong enough to yeah. tell myself no or to say do this. You just it just happens. Yeah. But that's not step one. Right. And right. when you expect to walk in and be to keep up the analogy, that 400 pound squat, you're going to fail miserably. And then you're just going to say, fuck it. I'm never going to get there. Right. I'll go back to square one and right. stay there.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, you know, to the people that were asking the people, a lot of people thinking or a lot of people listening that I know it can definitely be a stressful time, but I think you just have to, you know, make a decision for yourself and, and, and c- fall back on, you made that decision. If your decision is to let it go, whenever you choose to let it go, then that was you who decided that it was no one yeah. else. No one held control. Did you use the that. word
1: guilt earlier yes that right so you have guilt about it guilt um so your your self-esteem is and this is not my quote i can't remember who made it but i love it and i've been using it a lot lately your self-esteem is just the reputation you have with yourself yeah and if you break appointments with yourself if you break promises to yourself Your reputation with yourself is shit. Right. And your self esteem sucks. Right. So, when you, like you said, if you just make a decision and be like, I'm going to eat bad at these things or I'm going to eat well at these things. Yeah. And you follow up on the backside of those, that's when you start to like really feel good about it. Mm -hmm. And the inverse is also true as if I say, I'm going to do this. And then in your head, in a split second, you justify it. And then you've, broken this promise to yourself right you see and the when cookie you tin, when that's you a, go a series of def- decisions that you make and you're constantly letting yourself down that's why you don't like yourself and then that's when you go to the food and then yeah it, it's this whole cycle yeah. of awful right that doesn't need to happen it doesn't but need it, to but happen. you have to start in the right place
0: yes and l- like when you mentioned this uh, it's 11 meals or what the holidays come every single year every time and you know what you depuff from all the sugar you dry out from all the alcohol you feel you know you don't have these feelings of like oh i ate so much i'm uncomfortable cuz yeah it feel- especially if you don't do it all the time it can feel shitty to overindulge and sure. then that probably adds to the feeling of like oh i feel bad that means i shouldn't have the, done yeah. something but like that's going to go away and you're going to be fine mm-hmm. it's not a long period of time like this isn't your permanent state <sighs>
1: dwelling on mistakes doesn't make them better it just makes you hate yourself longer like that's
0: but also i acknowledge that it can be very difficult and if you're in that place i get it and if you're in that place you should talk to someone who knows what the fuck to talk about this stuff in this context it's
1: simple versus easy right so it's certainly not easy it's extremely difficult but it's very simple right
0: right right exactly Mm -hmm. but would recommend caitlin bolt love it a life nourished on instagram She's posting a ton of stuff this holiday season. Sarah hired her. Yep, exactly. Sarah hired her as a coach. um, Just posting a lot about just maybe conversations you're having in your own head. And it's really helpful to hear another human articulate Mm -hmm. them to know like, okay, I'm not alone in this thought. So plug there. Um, Okay, Patrick, what is your favorite Christmas movie?
1: Huh. (laughs) Uh, So look. I wrote like four of them down. And I talked to Sarah about this before we came on. And she goes, You don't watch Christmas movies. And I was like, But this was my idea. She said, you Why? Had this idea. And I said, Well, because everything I want to talk about is either fitness related, uh, is not light and bubbly, yeah. or is not going to be over quickly. So we're really like cutting it down for me now. So let's talk Christmas movies. So I'm, I'm really gonna happy go, you
0: asked this. I'm in the Christmas spirit. So yeah. I'm happy that you uh, asked this.
1: I don't know how you start anywhere but other than Christmas vacation. Okay. Now, fair. mind you, I'm a little older, <laughs> so. Uh, but let, let's do this. Fair. If you're uh, if you're uh, a person who I would guess your demographics a little younger than me normally, if you have not seen I Christmas don't know about vacation, Yeah. <laughs> get your ass out there and watch. <laughs> you it. Gotta watch You've got to watch vacation. it. Uh, follow that up quickly with uh, Scrooged. Okay. Bill don't- Murray. Um, like. I don't Ebenezer know Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah, it's Bill Murray. It's great. Okay, this is good because yeah. I'm,
0: I'm looking for new Christmas movies to add to my You've my clearly
1: seen this. A Christmas Story. Little yes, yes, your eye yes, of, course, of um, course. And then I think a classic is Home Alone.
0: I couldn't agree more. Right. Home Alone is is my my second pick. It was a really, it was a close toss-up between Home Alone and my favorite, which is Love Actually
1: okay (laughs) Have you? i was about to break into the song christmas is all around me yeah right yeah
0: so i was really struggling with this too patrick and i i asked ryan i was like what's my favorite christmas movie like whatever he says is going to be like really like what you Mm. know like you can overthink it you can get in your head too much so i'm like i'm gonna ask him he's gonna tell me what he thinks my favorite christmas movie is that's probably what my favorite christmas movie is So he was like, "Well, you have." He's like, "I know that you're not going to say Home Alone, and Home Alone is his all-time favorite movie, like all time, not even Christmas movie, like all-time favorite movie." But he's like, "Yours is the one where they sing the song." (laughs) Christmas is all around us. Yeah. I was like yes, love, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, I so I don't it. know why there was uh some random span in my life probably ten years ago where I watched that movie like three times over the course of two or three years. It's a great movie. I have to not watch. seen it before or since, but uh, <laughs> hey. Uh, no, also, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.
0: No, it's not. What?
1: <laughs> There's going to be some people on your podcast who really care about that statement.
0: Okay. There's a huge debate.
1: <laughs> uh what's
0: die i don't i don't get it what is it
1: die hard no i don't know what it is how dare you (laughs) how dare you
0: you're looking to our live audience
1: yeah uh die hard is a bruce willis movie okay Okay. that happens to take place
0: i I do know what it is Yeah. it happens to take
1: place during christmas he goes to the tower because it is a christmas party so the debate rages is that actually a Christmas movie or not? Okay. I say no. You say no. Because it happens to take place during Christmas does not make it a Christmas movie. But
0: also for some reason I have in my mind that Harry Potter movies are Christmas movies.
1: Did they get released around Christmas?
0: Maybe, but also they have like a Christmas scene.
1: Oh. So
0: it's like that. I think it's the same situation. It was like just because, a Christ, just because a movie has a Christmas scene in it doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. I agree.
1: You probably have but never had anyone in this chair that knows less about the Harry Potter mo- movies than me.
0: I'm like on a I'm like on a movement right now that I want to rewatch all of them. Really? I haven't watched so, them in years I'm
1: of a weird age where like, you missed it yeah it was oh, so like I was you. too old to get it originally but I was still too young and like too cool to watch yeah. Harry Potter shit oh, so if i would have been a little older I probably would have watched it but I'm sorry yeah I was way too cool in that came out.
0: maybe there's still time for you
1: yeah. Yeah. get into that <laughs> you're like I
0: don't know about that <laughs> uh, okay Patrick thank you so much for coming on Thanks for having me. I appreciate you so much. I can't wait to see Finley Movement.
1: Yeah. Uh, Finley Movement coming to uh, a Finley neighborhood near you August 1st. Ooh, CrossFit 513 that. United yes. at 327 yes. West 4th Street. Now go check out the original method in Pendleton. Please do. And uh get anything some else? Re- get some real fitness in your life.
0: Real fitness. Thanks, Chrissy. Thank you. My guest today is the founder and CEO of a wellness platform to shift the way we work and live. Leveraging her career experience in behavioral sciences, healthcare, and women's empowerment, she is on a mission to support others along their self-improvement journey. Through events, networking, access to professionals, and a soon-to-be physical clubhouse, she'll curate the resources to best ensure advancement and help us achieve our highest potential. Please welcome Stevie Carr of WISE Wellness Guild.
2: Hi, thank you for having me. Hi,
0: Stevie. Thanks so much for coming on. I feel like we've said it a million times. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Oh my
2: gosh! Thank you so much. I know I'm totally geeking out. Yeah. I know I totally. I, I told you that when we met the other day is that this is just. I've uh, been a fan for a while, and so really excited to be here and. I'm really just grateful for the
0: opportunity no, to talk yes. about what I'm working on. Yes. So, well, cool. thank you. And especially thank you coming out the week of Thanksgiving. Oh. It's like we're just talking. It's the longest, shortest <laughs> week that we've had all year, probably. Yeah, absolutely. So I was doing some research and preparation for this. Mm-hmm. And you are like the most typical overachiever. And when I say typical, <laughs> I mean not at all typical. And you have an extraordinary and impressive background Thank and you. career experiences i mean what did i see on i was looking on linkedin was like my main source of for the data okay so you graduated from uc with a degree in design i don't know what that means so we're going to come back to that uh senior class vice president president of your sorority served on like a million boards mm-hmm. worked at png for like nine years left to go work healthcare at uc and now founder and ceo of yeah. why wow. so guild wow you need to do a little help us help <laughs> me fill in the blanks there on some of those So wherever it makes sense for you to start, have you always been an overachiever or what? You know,
2: (laughs) I I think I probably have. Um, I, you know, can remember being really young and... I have this like crazy, funny memory of being like the only girl, um, growing up in my, ne- in my neighborhood. We had a, a few girls, but mostly I hung out with these guys. And uh-huh. I remember, you know, saying, well, the obvious role for me is to be, um, the president of the boys club. And so I for kind the, of, <laughs> first
0: of all, that you even have the thought of like the obvious role for me. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> and I just, I remember thinking like, this is a very obvious natural place for me to be. And, um. I don't know. I just as president I, of the boys club. as president of the boys club. <laughs> yeah. And like we would do haunted houses and like, you know, have people pay money to like go through the haunted house and like make grapes eyeballs and like weird That's stuff. That like, yeah. yeah. And, and you grew up on the west side. Right? I did. Yeah, yeah okay. I grew up on the west side. And I'm very proud of that just because I, um, you know, a lot of the people that I grew up with are just like really incredible people. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of them still live over that way my parents are just like the best and just like have always kind of done as much as they can for me yeah from my experience
0: (laughs) are the best
2: they really are (laughs) i mean it's pretty incredible and and so um you know and for me like when you talk about gratitude and things you know growing up i was like i as much as i can um as i can do to kind of um get out of the west side though typical yeah. like teenager and be like oh i'm gonna go blow this town mm-hmm. um i ended up at dap at uc so um, in it. design and love that but about halfway through decided fashion design wasn't okay, my bag so fashion design. yeah i so was fashion like what design is this design? Okay, yeah okay and i honestly just um, typical, like I was like, I just am gonna apply to the program that's the hardest to get into, and then like we'll figure it out because who in typical. their right mind like knows what they want to do when they're you know I fifteen, have sixteen years no old? No idea. I'm it's, still like, what do I want to do? It's right? <laughs> yeah, and I think that that kind of for me. I got about halfway through and I said, I love what creativity can do and unlock for people yeah. and creating really amazing experiences. But this whole fashion thing for me outside of the, at the time, it was the rise of like Forever 21 and H&M and it was all about like, fast, fast fashion. fashion. Yeah. And I felt really, I grew up like going to Goodwill and mm-hmm. Salvation Army and, um, you know, we just were really humble beginnings. Yeah. And so for me, the whole reusing and recycling, like half of my wardrobe is still, yeah, like sustainable fashion it's yeah. like the hot term right now it's Good from, for you it's from a thrift store let's yeah. be honest right in vintage and like hybrid over in um off of woodburn and i i need to I, talk to you more about that it's, i know it's
0: something that i need to be better about like i hear about clothing waste and it just it's blows my mind here's the thing I, we oh. all
2: pick our things right and like for me i love fashion so i just I. but i just happen to like the style of clothing that like you can find in vintage stores does that make sense like yes, that just does. happens to be my style right. so um and that's, so that's and i just love everything
0: new that comes out every exactly single
2: season. and that's okay <laughs> and <laughs> that and fashion is so much fun and i i loved being a part of it but i knew about halfway through that i wasn't going to do fashion yeah and so i started really trying to learn more about um like what it was that I liked about design. And I really kind of came down to most of my time was spent thinking about the people that I was designing for. Like how do you really get to the core of – how people can express themselves oh, and I thinking about yeah. like what clothing does for people and, and in a not frivolous way like yeah. in a very much like this is your expression for and sure like, like getting and dressed
0: is one of my favorite things exactly. to do in the whole entire world
2: and like it's and it's all about how you're feeling that day in that moment who do i want to like, be what exactly character do I, take on? I know like, and i
0: think that that's the part that i
2: really loved and uh-huh. so that's where i kind of really realized i i wanted to get into more of this behavioral economics like really understanding the core i t- probably should have gone into sociology or psychology mm. or something of that nature but I didn't I think you did okay, <laughs> I, <Stevie. laughs> I <think it's> okay. <laughs> but I but I think that you know an art school kid like you know kind of growing up I like love to kind of be in a lot of different things and I'm just really curious and mm-hmm. so I think that that's the the funniest part about all of this is you know I'm now like dabbling in a lot of different things like in in wise wellness and mm-hmm. um and done a lot of things with brand building and the behavioral economics and like now I'm working on a medical accelerator as kind of like a side hustle to my side hustle thing. Oh, wow. Like we I just like to kind of do a lot of different things yeah. and um there's no reason like I I always like joke around and I think I was telling you this the other day like I'm really drawn to the word audacity mm-hmm. just because I'm like what gives you the audacity to think that you can do this and like I love, like, I word, love yes. being in that position yeah. of just like kind of um I saw uh I saw uh, something on Instagram a couple weeks ago that was like just when you think you understand like let's do a plot twist and like i love the idea of the plot twist Mm -hmm. i like i'm like all right let's do something else let's move Mm -hmm. on and um so i don't know that's like kind of just i think it's you're you're like that you know you like to do a lot of different (laughs) things and like he's a classic (laughs) overachiever i think that we just like it's less about like doing the thing and like keep building it's more of like we don't really have a choice you know it's about like totally ingrained in you of like what if i could do that then what else can i do and i can keep pushing myself further right I identified yeah. you with
0: you when you're talking about just being curious. Yes. Like I've always thought of myself as like a lifelong student and mm-hmm. I love to learn. Like I loved school. I loved class. Yeah. I loved taking notes mm-hmm. and taking a test. Yeah. And people are listening like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're, I'm like the school in the front row being like calling me and calling me like so annoying. But I, I love it. Like I was thinking yeah. the other day, I so what I'm really have my eyes set on right now is learning about classical music. Wow. So I wanna be able to like hear a piece and know like, oh, this came from the romantic era. Like it I was the- love that. And all I wanna do is take like classical music 101 I want to sit in a right. lecture hall I want to have someone tell me about it I want to take notes maybe I'll like write a three to five page paper about why a piece I identify with the time whatever it is like I have it I, I just like amazing want this class because I have you know all this extra time oh to my god this. right exactly
2: <laughs> like what am I going to do this but you know what I really do think that when you get into the brain and how you can continue um I nerd out on a lot of facts and data you know the brain naturally starts to atrophy at age 23 which oh, is great. nuts Right. So we're like, cool. I like I'm 34 and I'm like, awesome, solid. (laughs) Like, but what is amazing about that is, you know, in working with different scientists and uh, physicians, we understand that we can actually slow that atrophy and that um, progress. And in fact, sometimes even like reverse the decline. And as you think about um you know, with the right proper sleep and, you know, eating yes, the right things and yes. like doing all those things. But sense of awe and wonder and curiosity is one of the things that people kind of take is that like, it's not that tangible. It's mm-hmm. like, how do you create a sense of awe? And yeah. I think it's through like, putting yourself in this position of I don't know anything about this and I'm going to go learn about it right. and I'm like so fascinated by how many things that like are going to be involved in like the learning of this and right. Right. I mean I can't I have no idea sheet music I look at it and I'm like that is a
0: totally no, different no language idea. but you're going to learn it and it's going to be super dope I, I like that's no awesome idea. I want to yeah. learn jitsu. <laughs> I'm like I, I was really into bird watching for a while birding that's something I think I'll pick up later in life I'm not going to go <laughs> that's there right so now wonderful. but no, yeah, I just, like, love to learn about other things. I have, like, a really, been
2: I have a really funny story that I will go ahead and t- just please, quick. Please, um, please. So, um... I went to Costa Rica a couple of years ago, just like on a whim. It was one of those, like, we I just needed to hit the eject button and like get out of town. And we were like looking at flights and we're like, where's the easiest place to go to that's like out of the country, out of nowhere. And so we booked a flight to Costa Rica uh-huh. and stayed in this tree house in the middle of Costa that's Rica. Amazing. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was the most like, Im- I don't know, at the time, the most impulsive thing I'd ever done. Yeah. Um, it was like two weeks that we decided we were going to wow. go. So we booked this we booked this uh like guided bird watching thing because we were like everything else was booked and we're like we were in the canopy and we want to go see and i'm telling you this guy could have just been lying to us he's like all right real quiet go and look and i'm like (laughs) do you see it and we're like no (laughs) we don't see anything it's like four hours worth of like just looking, looking just looking at nothing just leaves and like i we still my husband and i were just joking about this the other day about like About going bird watching and like we never saw like we saw like a never saw a bird. I this guy is trained to see them. Like I like love the idea of being
0: able just to know like you see a bird like oh that's a red wing blackbird or Uh, that's awesome. Also, I have my like one really super fun fact that I have about myself is that I got the highest grade in my botany class like my sophomore year of college. So like I also love to learn about plants but the thing about all this is is I'm just fucking good at memorizing right things. there we go like, yeah, not, yeah that's cool not, I'm not like <laughs> particularly talented like I can just memorize so they're like okay I remember that tree is that and like this is that oh what my like, gosh that's amazing so just two nerds looking yeah, at right. each other hanging out with some wine <laughs> on, a, t- on a Tuesday night so. I <laughs> love it I love it so then what so you did your like PNG stint. g my
2: PNG stint um and I left for a hot second worked for a sharpie in Chicago Oh okay. Um and then um was recruited back so I worked on CoverGirl and kind of like the Cosmetics realm doing yeah. a little bit of Yeah, what did you do um, to them? Yeah, so um uh, l- brand building, um worked on the packaging, in-store retail experience and just uh really trying to understand more about the core of for me, I have to always work on things that with purpose, I mm-hmm. just can't not do it. And again, found myself in a place where it felt very frivolous. It was like, oh, makeup, it's so fun. But, like, what does it really do? Yeah. And so we actually started working on this campaign called Girls Can. And mm-hmm. so the idea of, you know, it was just starting to take hold of like really exploring this um this idea of what empowerment looks like, mm-hmm. but in a way that it can unleash even more than you and makeup experimental it's fun and a lot like fashion but in particular for people of different races and like mm-hmm. what does like nude look like right? right and like what does the spectrum of skin color look like yeah. and how, what does it look like for people who don't identify as women and like is cosmetics for women and we uncovered this really cool insight like 18% of people who identified as male were actually wearing uh, makeup oh, of some yeah. sort and at that time it was what, 2012 yeah. and like nobody yeah. was talking about that Right. and right. Uh, so that was, it was just a really cool experience and i my family like was all in baltimore i moved there not knowing a single soul and um it was really kind of a cool experience because i i you know grew up in cincinnati and then had my tribe here with Mm -hmm. all my college friends and um you know kind of moving somewhere that you don't know a single person and having to recreate your right you can be whoever you want to be yeah and what i really found is just this incredible group of people that um or will always kind of be with me. Yeah. Um. Uh, but it was, you know, got married. Um. And it was time to move home, and so yeah. got transferred into the Always brand. Um. So Always and Always Discreet. Mm-hmm. Uh Worked on uh, the Like a Girl campaign, which was like a really cool part of my life. Um. Just again, kind of keeping this whole women's empowerment say, thing going. Kind of where the seed of I think of so empowerment got planted. Yeah. I I think it goes back to I just I've always been really fortunate to have a lot of people around me. Like I was. I mean, for God's sake, my name is stevie right Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. i was i didn't really have a fighting chance to like grow up as this person that had a meek personality and like yeah yeah, and i'm tall i'm five nine and i've crazy curly hair Yeah. yeah and i you know for a while like really felt like i had to justify in like with the name Stevie and Steve you know had to justify like my existence is like this yeah I can be strong and be a woman and yeah. like, my name can be Stevie yeah and um so I just I think about that with like you know the brands that I was kind of put on and like what I took from that mm-hmm. was really kind of just growing I think underneath the surface of what's possible for women and how brands can really play a really strong role in a yeah. platform.
0: What is in the water at P&G that's like <laughs> spitting out these people like I think of like Mellis and like I know so, oh many, know so many people that are like P&G people that are doing fucking incredible things like what are they feeding you guys Is it in the air vents (laughs) like can i just go like get a suckle of it or something you're doing (laughs) it okay
2: so chill out for a second like this is i mean this is fucking incredible okay so like let's just level set here i i honestly think that what it does is it shows you um it shows you the power of possibility i mean it shows you like how much like something that could a brand could go and just sell, sell, sell. But right. I think that it's really the, the how closely you are linked to the humans that you're serving. Sure. Like their whole motto from A.G. Laffley was like consumer is boss. And yeah. like the human is so crucial in the part of, like, building any brand. I mean, it's, like, the core. I mean, like, you're selling
0: tampons. Right. Or, like, you're selling fucking toilet bowl cleaner. Like,
2: Like, cool. (laughs) Like, just buy, you could buy any brand. Like, why do you, what, Matt, what's the point? Right. And so... It's about being able to create a platform for change and like being able to be, you know, people want to see themselves in whatever they're purchasing. And that's, especially with Gen Z, they're really actually paving the way. I mean, that's our level set expectation, um, kind of moving up. And they're really challenging millennials and boomers and and Gen Xers. Oh, yeah. Because they're they're saying like… I can get what you have anywhere. Anywhere at any time with the click of a button. Exactly. And my expectation is so high because it's your responsibility. It's not just a, it's just not like a nice thing to have. And Mm -hmm. so you're seeing California, Mm -hmm. you know, they just outlawed the sale of fur, right? They just outlawed, um, you know, any testing on animals. And I think that there's like this this social responsibility movement that's kind of happening with brands that I think that, you know, at working in cpg probably the most impacted i mean it's your bottom line right right, right. and it's no longer an option yeah. so for so many years i can't tell you how many years we at girl talked about like not test- testing on animals and like mm-hmm. kind of taking that leap and like finally it was like well you don't you want to sell in california like You're this forced. is it yeah. so yeah. um and that's kind of cool that yeah. like the people have the power now to yeah. be able to dictate what brands do definitely so, mm-hmm. and i feel
0: like it puts like brands have to tell a story. Yeah. A compelling story. Right, they do, but it's also they can sniff out the bullshit. Right, totally. You know, and totally. I think
2: that that's the part that, yeah. you know, I love is, you know, you, you're, I talk about this all the time and why I'm so interested in um, in really empowering, creating a platform for women, empowering women is because, um, you know, your people are your culture and your yes. culture is your brand and yeah. they're so synonymous. So yeah. you can't have this, terrible culture in the background and like and in healthcare, it's so rampant you know Mm -hmm. like you can tell bedside manner and things like that and so I learned a lot about that the past couple of years but I think that even more so like your employees on LinkedIn and social media I mean they're so like it's so readily available and how people exist right they can talk about you you're two clicks away you know when somebody posts something bad so I think that that's going to be really kind of a the way that we build people and really invest in our people yep. will completely shine through the way that we yeah. like commerce looks in yeah. the next you Definitely. know, century yeah and um, I
0: work in talent so like yes acquiring talent it's like it's all about a culture like we mm-hmm. are really? it's an it's an employee market like yeah. they have the power right now mm-hmm. so if you as an employer aren't a, like a brand offerings like they can find a job Anywhere. you still have a high unemployment yeah. rate. Right. people are very educated mm-hmm. people are very qualified mm-hmm and so, so, what are the things that they're going to want in,
2: from your brand and your, as an employer, that to they're going to see? That's not an employee. That's
0: your investment into the, the oh, company yeah? you're working for. Absolutely. And where yeah. you spend most of your day, frankly. Yes, I yes. mean, <laughs> and where you're
2: statistically going to make, you know, your peer set right out of school mm-hmm. and where you're statistically going to be two steps away from the person that you, you know, your spouse. Yeah. And, yep, you know, yep, so yep. I think that that's, um, you know kind of sets a really big stage especially right. for employers that are really trying to recruit and retain talent yeah. yep. and how you do that um in and, and also a, a city so like Cincinnati that is frankly notorious for not being very kind to outsiders mm-hmm. and like we've got a huge movement going on right now um through the, the, the I know the chambers leading it but specifically with the city of you know how do we make sure that not only the businesses that exist here but we have a city that's also inclusive and yeah. I think that that's really driven a lot of the really cool stuff that we've been doing like yeah. Blink and like yeah. how big pride's gotten totally. and um a lot of like we embracing this arts culture yeah. um that's been you know really just it's such a different Cincinnati since yes. like when
0: I started college even yeah up to now yeah oh my <laughs> god I mean you just go walk around like there's art everywhere yeah. in TR yeah. It's incredible.
2: I know. And I'm so proud of, like I said, yeah, being I'm like so an part art kid, you know, yeah. you're like, wait, like I, the Cincinnati that I knew, I remember, you know, race riots yeah. and like you think about this very big divide and we've got a long way to go, but I think that we've, um just we've we've got this culture that we're willing to be open and talk mm-hmm. about some of the challenges that we have mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's the part that I think that we're ready for some of the hard conversations about like what does work look like yeah. and what does um what does the household look like and right. how are we going to make changes in our lives yeah. and think about investing in ourselves and so if we're good humans we can serve other people right. and um I I think that there's this um notion that people want to make change and they want to be better but they just don't know how and so
0: they need to be shown the way which yeah. I think is a fucking perfect segue into <laughs> why did you start Why is wellness yeah. Guild? how did it how did it come to be what's yeah. the, the inception birth all that
2: oh my gosh um so I'll I'll give you two answers to that because mm-hmm. I think that what it, it started about four years ago and I didn't really know what it was at the time, yeah. which I think is anybody's kind of journey. You're like, I think I'm on to something, but I'm going to just
1: look. But you of knew that safe. you were on to something. I did. Yeah. yeah
2: because uh, for me, I started to, so I was thinking about, so got married in 2013, mm-hmm. was thinking about, you know, life. There was all this crazy kind of stuff happened in my life. Like mm-hmm. I... um had cervical cancer actually and then I um, was in this active shooter situation in Paris Insane. and these like crazy life moments happened and traumatic traumatic right moments. yeah and you're like huh life at a kind of short yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right. you're like oh fuck yeah right. you know you're kinda like okay <laughs> well I guess that this is the moment where you kind of just make a decision like what are you gonna do and um you know we had talked about different um different ways to start a family and we said uh let's go so we went to Machu Picchu Mm -hmm. we went to Peru and we were standing kind of on top of Machu Picchu and so literally on top of the world yeah Yeah. (laughs) on top of the world yeah and we were like let's just do it so um as I was kind of the decision leading up to that thinking about you know what was I gonna have to do to like be a mom but also be this like leader like for me this idea of being a ceo was Mm -hmm. something that like and not just calling myself a ceo like being a ceo and like Mm -hmm. leading women and showing women what leadership looked like and role modeling that through servant leadership um being able to devote my life to that, but also being able to raise a little human and like be a really contributing member of society.
0: Were those and, decisions like, made like simultaneously?
2: So I always have known like I want to be a CEO. Like okay. I've like I'm like that's that's been my path. And like I've I've been very clear about that from a really like a long time ago. I'm like, yeah. this is what I'm going to do Good for you. And for a while I was like, I'm going to do that at PNG. and yeah. And then I kind of realized like maybe maybe I will in, in this corporate space. But what I've always my values really shifted and i started to look at the people that i um i really admired were people that like rolled up their sleeves and mm-hmm. like did the hard work and build something on their own like yeah. they wanted to build something and not just um and the, you know being ceo at png oh my gosh is <laughs> like got to be the hardest job in the entire oh world right <laughs> but it's just a different kind of work yeah. and for me i love the nuts and bolts and if i was going to build something and lead something i really wanted it to be um something that nobody else had ever seen before yeah. and i um so i think that for me i've always known that but i always assumed that there had to be a trade-off uh-huh. so because i'd never seen it done before so every female leader that i saw in these corporate roles had the resources and finances to outsource exactly child care i or, feel like i'm in the same boat right yeah. or be able to um you know that they had a chef for that they, yeah, they you know they, nanny. or or somebody or their spouse yeah. Yeah. didn't work yeah all fine but for me I felt like wow like I feel so far away from that mm-hmm. and starting my family now um and this was that when I was you know 30 mm-hmm. I was kind of like I'm not feeling very confident in being able to really see myself there mm-hmm. and then on the, and then gosh, forget about starting your own business. I mean, that's like a 10 year journey. Like, sure. how are you supposed to do that? And I started to talk to people, and uh, my friend Aubrey Welsh, she owns her own interior design company. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She is like this amazing woman who I just, I've really found a lot of, um, we've found a lot of similarities and she was the first person to kind of tell... She's a tell-it-like-it-is person. Yeah. She's like, look, like, motherhood isn't glamorous and, like, I... But you have to be really clear about dividing up your resources and, like, g- like get a contract down with your spouse, right? And let's talk
0: about this. Let's write this down and hash this out on, like, it what that's going to look like, like. If anyone... Any type of person can make that work, it's you type of person. And And like, so... Like,
2: and Aubrey was the first person to kind of say, like, this is not like sometimes it's gonna suck but it's okay
0: but it's totally possible and i think that at least for me speaking Mm -hmm. just for myself yeah i'm in the same boat like i haven't seen it done before exactly like Mm -hmm. my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a short period of time then a single parent Mm -hmm. didn't graduate from college i was the first in my family to go to college to be in the type of career that i am and I have this idea of like what motherhood should look like Mm -hmm. and like contracts and schedules and Excel. And I'm like, that's not motherhood. Right. Like that can't be motherhood. Right. And I think that that's the... That's the difference that
2: I've started to unpack. Yeah. Is this subculture of people who have figured it out? You fucking have right. To I know your <laughs> like, family. <laughs> you really do. You have to. You have to project manage your family yes. the same way you project manage your <laughs> work. Work. Yeah, yeah. And it's there's some really amazing, fulfilling pieces of it, and there's some parts that suck. But the reality of it is, like, you don't have to make a choice. And I think that that's the that's really where I found myself grappling with that and saying, you know. Is there something to this idea of the correlation between women feeling like they have to make this choice Mm -hmm. that's holding them back from the the incidence of female leaders in corporate roles I mean, I right I have to say yes and I, there has to be yeah. and I was like I'm really curious about this like I just want to know so there's been this mckenzie study that they've done women in the workplace and uh, the 2017 version is the first one that I've seen and then they've done one maybe I don't know if that was the first one but mm-hmm. subsequently I've kind of been following it and It is really fascinating that right now in 2019, we've got 50% female and male going into the workforce. Um, And then when you get to manager level, um, there's a direct correlation in time in life of like when people are starting to start families and when people are starting to purchase homes Mm -hmm. and like taking on this next level of responsibility and men actually it, it continues to grow and increase Mm -hmm. and women. It dramatically decreases and especially for women of color. Yeah. And, um, there's, you know, a huge, uh, the, the phenomena is called the broken rung and that broken rung is what I really became interested in. And it's like, it's not necessarily, it's the entry level to manager level. And then it's the manager level. Say you get there. Mm -hmm. Um, then you're maintaining everything, all the expectations, and the mental load. Yeah. Um. Thirty. The there's a statistic out there that women work 39 more days a year than men because of the household work that they do on top right. of their full time job. Right. So if you think about, and we are supposed to get more hours of sleep a night than men, sure. and it's not a men versus women thing. It's just yeah. we are physiologically built to be nurturers and caregivers, so we naturally give ourselves give yeah. more of ourselves to people. Yeah. And so. Kind of thinking I got in, you know, like you could tell I'm a learner. And so yep. I started just data, data, data and analysis and all of that. And I, I started to just develop this hypothesis of, you know, what if we actually really built the workplace around like the life of a woman to succeed versus what it's been of women moving into this like
0: workplace that's been built for men. Right. It's like you can't fit that puzzle, that peg in the puzzle. piece. Yeah, that's not it's how not it works.
2: Work. Like it's there's got to be a different way. Like let's yeah. blow up the construct. Let's right. look at what it there has to be would way. mean. Right. And so you can also so you can be a nurturer and um care for maybe it's not a child but maybe it's for an aging parent yeah um because that's a whole other thing right like we're sandwiched between and I know gen x is in the thick of that right now but we're right behind them yeah um and so how do we really think about being able to create this construct so i just was like okay we're gonna take the leap and we're gonna do it okay and we just dove in and um, applied for adoption uh, January 31st or I'm sorry December 31st on New Year's and we were parents like two months later so it Holy just happened shit. super quickly
0: and I like I'm, which like, is to be like we're gonna throw yeah, you in exactly. like you don't get any incubation time you're like you're done and I'm not a
2: patient <laughs> I always joke about this I'm not a patient person anyways so for me it actually happened exactly like it was supposed to because I probably would have gone crazy had we yeah. had to wait a long time like I know a lot of families have to but... For me, what became this, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to be one of these moms. I'm going to be hyper regimen. I'm going to still work out every day. I'm going to sure. eat healthy. Sure. I'm going sure. to, I always knew I was never going to be the mom that made her own baby food. I knew that. <laughs> and I wasn't yeah. going to do cloth diapers. That's yeah. cool. Nope, nope, nope. But I knew kind of generally speaking how we were going to do these. So I started outsourcing a few things. Mm-hmm. Like we got a cleaning lady for a couple, yeah. um, twice a month yeah. and we, which was a really low expense in the scheme of things. Right. Um, we yes. started to, think about, okay, how can we be really smart about the way that we're like shopping for our groceries and like how can we you know start to meal prep and do things that create efficiencies and I think but like that, what you're talking about yeah. right now is another job oh my gosh total other job and like I have I a know. job that yeah. I can't put another job into and so what ended up happening to me was burnout yes it, so that's exactly what happened is I you doing two I full-time like, jobs oh my gosh absolutely and I have like a spouse that is incredibly helpful sure. right yeah. Yeah. but for I me I was same like way. I have to do this you know my but mom the, did the, it you're the yeah behind it yeah you're, you're the really CEO are. of
0: that company uh-huh. and then the other company you
2: really are and so it became this experience for me that I was like I have to be so good at this I was like had I wanted to be perfect at it and I wanted to be perfect at my day job and I wanted to be perfect with my friends and I wanted to have this like whole I wanted to have my shit together on every front and what what that led me to is I backburnered everything you know I was doing everything for the wrong reasons I wasn't working out because I wanted to be healthy Mm -hmm. I was working out because I wanted to be thin Mm -hmm. because thin people are successful people you know and like in my mind I had this warped view of like this is what it looks like so I have to be this and I think that it's when you get to a place where you're really in that moment of like i am such a high achiever and i don't want to do anything you're like you you get it you're like
0: this is what happens
2: when people
0: literally have reached fatigue like you cannot make a decision you
2: can't and you don't want to no you know you're like whatever whatever yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly i can't do it i'll sit in the car after i park it and just stare right and you're you think what is this all in service of what what am I doing this for? Totally been right. there a million times.
2: And I think in that moment of of that was you know in in looking at everything pre you know having a child and kind of getting into this whether we would have adopted or not it would have happened because I don't think that I really understood. I was kind of playing into the caricature of, like, what I thought success looked like instead mm-hmm. of really listening to my foundation and values. Which is so hard to do. Right? You're like, you, it's this classic, like, midlife crisis of, like, who am I? Right. <laughs> like, what is, like, what do I value? And, like, what is what are my motivators? And yeah. And nobody had ever asked me. There's this um, amazing woman that has come into my life. She's an angel, um, Loris Wolford, um, L- Wolford and Associates. She is has this whole she found me on LinkedIn and kind of reached out to me and said I'm really interested in like has anybody ever asked you what you value and I just went through this exercise where I like cried (laughs) it was
0: so helpful yeah
2: and I feel like that I frankly had never really thought about um you know I can't pick everything I want to pick everything but I can't and I feel like where I really understood that my age, I had changed and shifted. And maybe what I wanted when I was, you know, 22 was different than what I wanted when I was 32. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, like you morph (laughs) and shift and we are in, gosh, thank goodness, we're growing and we're evolving. And what we want is, you know, bigger. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's part of what I would say is like, I really realized Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do, when I really realized how much power like i had Mm -hmm. to be able to um that anybody has actually um as a single human yeah and being able to have a ripple impact on society and so i i use my experience to say i never want people to feel like that they don't have the their power over how they're living their lives Mm -hmm. and so many women i started to look around and say people are just existing and feel like this is a season is that that's how they talk about it. Oh, it's just a season. It'll pass. Well, guess what? Like 18 years is a really long time. Yes, that's a And, long season. um, and that's a really long season. And guess what? Like to be in any terrible job or toxic culture, like that's like years any day you stay longer than like you should um you know, it's really hard to know when to hit the eject button yeah and you're kind of like well i can just make it through this day and then, and then all of a sudden it's two years and you're like what have i been doing like right. two right. years is a really long time when you think about like the the period of your life for sure i mean it's very long time yeah. and and so for me that's where wise kind of was birth of like i i kind of woke up at the beginning of 2019 and said i i I really need to make a change and Mm -hmm. I really am just ready to do this. And so I frankly just like bought the domain name. I was like, I don't know what this is, but like, I love, I love the idea of wise means wisdom, Mm -hmm. which is all about taking all this nerdy knowledge that I've gathered Mm -hmm. for my own journey and applying it. So knowledge applied is wisdom. The wellness meaning just living a more whole well life and thinking about not just, you know, what are you eating and how much you're working out and like self-care and throwing on a face mask. Yeah, it's, like, it's like 15% of it. Sure. Yeah. It's about like <laughs> mental and emotional wellness yes. and like occupational wellness. How like, how healthy is your relationship with your job yes. and like your need to achieve in that job and yeah. financial wellness. Right. I mean, Relationships. I like, yes. Yeah, and yeah. all of that. And how much are we as, as achieving women and high achieving women, we, a lot of times bear the um we bear this on ourselves and we internalize it and we suffer in silence Mm -hmm. and we don't have conversations about it because we are pillars of strength Mm -hmm. and we have so many people looking to us to say wow like it's if you've got it together like i can look to you and you know you you are my you're what i want to be yeah and you're a role model and you kind of feel like you can't be vulnerable because you've got to stick it out when in reality You've got a lot of work
0: to do yourself, right? And I would, I would make the assumption everyone does. Everyone yeah. does, <laughs> and
2: I've never met anybody who doesn't. Yep. And so this is specifically for a place and then the guild actually is just a platform yeah. for um having subject matter experts because lord knows i'm not an expert in the space and it's very very self-serving honestly for me do because i, I love being, like people that are smarter yeah, than me like me too <laughs> oh and God. i'm like give me all of your knowledge and yes. tell me what to do with my life please right. because like i can't I figure it out just want to be told what to do <laughs> i really do sometimes i'm like just please and i i've met so many incredible people along this journey in this community of just subject matter experts from all different walks of life you're so connected like i but you know everyone but i feel like i uh that's a when i learn my values yeah that's something that when you talk about strengths finders and like different things that is the thing that um like i've uh i've introduced two strangers to each other from different walks of life and when i mashed them together they ended up being like groomsmen in each other's weddings yeah and that is what At the core of who I am, like that's what makes my heart sing. I love that. And I just, I want that for me. There's nothing more powerful than I think allowing for all of us women to take a step back and stop judging each other and competing against each other. And I know it sounds very idealistic and frou frou, but I really do feel like if there's any time that we're going to do it, now is the time that we can really leverage each other and understand that we aren't going to be great at everything. And how do we just help each other succeed? And there's so much to go around and there's so much work to be done. Like, let's just get out of our own way and do it. And so that's really the vision of what I have is like, I just want to create a platform that there are people that need help and there are people looking to provide help. And how do I connect them and create a community of non-judgment and support and create um, a way that people can redefine what it looks like to live
0: and work well yeah yeah and so it kind of like operates right now as events because you don't have a physical space yet correct you're on the hunt
2: so there's lots of amazing people that are letting me squat in their space and um and have been very generous and kind for me Um, the vision is that next year in 2020 that we will have a physical clubhouse space Mm -hmm. that will provide all of those meaningful efficiencies all of the programming but be able to have things like fitness uh programming yeah. in there and having instructors that are looking for a home come in and teach uh co- teach right. classes um, or do personal tr- uh, do strength training yeah. and different things like that or have drop-in child care that you can go and grab a glass of wine with your friend mm-hmm. or to have a cup of coffee and not have to worry about what you know getting a babysitter yeah. um, for so a you few need hours that time
0: alone you with another adult do. you
2: yeah. need time to connect <laughs> yes. and like unwind or if you want to have a business meeting or um one of my the one of the things that i've been just really honestly excited about (laughs) is Mm -hmm. um sleep and meditation pods so being able to have like a place for you to go gosh we gotta stop and natalie jones and i joke about this all the time we gotta stop sleeping in our cars (laughs) like we gotta stop sleeping in the like the handicapped bathroom like it's like we've got like because (laughs) it's not just i mean again Statistically speaking, we're like taking a nap in the middle of the day is actually like improves
0: productivity. I scheduled and- on my calendar today a 30-minute block of time. I took a 20-minute nap. I set a timer for 20 minutes. I close my eyes. I get just the right dose. Right. And I'm up and I'm ready to go. I'm telling you, it's amazing. NASA says it, we gotta start doing it. And- I, <laughs> I swear by it. I know. Because I'm trying I'm not trying. I just after Sober October have less caffeine so i have like one cup in the morning and honestly i haven't been tired today's the first day i've been tired since like the beginning of sober october really yes it was because i had that terrible sleep last night i was telling you i was anxious about waking up whatever and i you you know the feeling i know like one two and you're like i can't think right and i don't want to reach for a cup of coffee like it's not gonna it's not gonna serve me well so put it on the calendar schedule time on the calendar That's amazing. block it off 20 20 you only need 20 minutes you really and every yeah. time I, i've gotten better because i've done this practice a, mm-hmm. a lot now you think it's not going to be enough i'm going to wake up more tired i'm going to wake up more drowsy it's no 20 minutes is just the right amount
2: i and i feel like you know that you get rid of nap time when people are in like kindergarten <laughs> and like then it, you are expecting that, like you're going to hammer through eight to ten hours of day And then you're going to go home and be expected to do this whole other job. right? And we are operating. I remember wearing like, you know, oh, I only need four hours sleep as like a badge of honor. And then I I realized that like sleep is actually when your when your brain organizes all the stuff that you've taken in, all the stimuli that you've taken in for the day. And it gets rid of all the gunk Mm -hmm. and it puts it into nice little neat packages. And then it. Is allows for you to take in new things, and that's why you feel groggy right now because you're like not really things aren't it, things haven't been able to be organized yeah. the way that they were supposed to be, and that's what kind of be, some research, researchers have said that that's like what well, kind of what leads to Alzheimer's that's like yes. one of the biggest drivers. Yes, yes um, I've heard that. And so for um when I think about like being able to provide, like I said, I'm talking about like blowing up the workday and like blowing up the workplace, and like how do you really actually design something for women yeah. and that's what I'm trying to do is like mm-hmm. create um this space for people who really just want to start to think about their lives a little bit differently and yeah. have the social interaction and like the work from home thing is amazing and yeah. I'm so excited about that um but how do you take it a step further yeah. and really empower people to be able to manage all the pieces of their lives yeah. and- uh, the last piece I would say is, you know, being able to partner with women and minority and businesses, and being able to allow for them to have a space that they traditionally would be, you know, um, operating out of food trucks or. Out of um, you know online stores Or something and access to the population exactly they want Exactly yeah. and being able to Provide that as a forum for people to Have a, a captive audience Who yeah. also want to purchase brands That are by women and yeah. you know Supporting minority and businesses yeah. And um, I'm just I Am really really passionate about that And I think that this is something Again by creating the Conditions I, I can think of nobody Better to be able to make This happen than like women and leaders roles yes. like let's start really owning our power and like demanding a difference and yeah. so the physical clubhouse incredibly important and then I'm also working on a separate kind of app tracker that can just allow for you to really see how um, you're really tracking it on your wellness and making a difference mm-hmm. and being able to um being able to come in and level set and say okay my biggest areas of opportunities are here it's and how I'm yeah, cause I, I'm, just, oh, I'm yeah because I'm just I'm working with um I'm working with a developer right now to just try to use Enneagram and DISC um, as kind of overlaying with where you're at right now. And um, that's a little bit of a further out um, piece of it. Yeah. But hopefully we'll kind of come full circle as we think about the physical space. Yeah. So the yeah. community right now is so amazing, though. I will tell you, say I'm connected. I'm like, I'm honestly meet... Every single day, like three mind-blowing people. And like, they're so, it's so crazy. It's the best part of my day. Arguably, I am um my friend josh huser who uh is uh he kind of founded agar um he oh, yeah. like he told me that this was going to be the hardest part though is i feel like i'm always in meetings because i just love meeting people no i'm so i do way. have to kind of get my stuff together I'm and kind way. of like, like start to yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly i know 12 it's hours my later sure. part. <laughs> exactly so i have to start you know kind of really um honing back in on what um you know i i have to be start living out the wellness um philosophy mm. which is protecting my time creating yeah. personal boundaries um but it's been the best part of my job so yeah. far is the people that i've met right. um and it's hard to pull i just love. i know yeah, and yeah. there's so many people who are just in this space and have so much to give and there's people that need it. And so as we build this community, it's just been um, it's been such an honor to be able to have the privilege of like be this is my life yeah, you know and i yeah. say like i love my boss you know and i love like what i do right now and um with it, it's just it's been a really kind of cool experience so far and uh feels a little surreal but yeah. it's been kind of just happening
0: really quickly well it's your the passion for it clearly comes through and i i love how it feels all encompassing you know you have events about um like hope for the holidays mm-hmm. talking about grief and fucking weird family dynamics yeah. around the time like that's something that i think people need access to have these conversations you know finance and facials like talking about financial wellness something that i hate to talk about i'm really fortunate my husband's a financial advisor or else i would fucking ignore it exactly i would it would be non-existent to me it's not something that i and the feedback i get from other people too like i don't people some people don't like to talk about money right so like that's a whole separate element you have obviously the physical like mental all that's super important and i clearly right all for women empowerment mm-hmm. love it love it love it i moderated on a panel recently that was all about women empowerment and i asked the panelists this question clearly you're talking to women that want to do the most already it's mm-hmm. a population of people that are high achieving yep how do we prevent empowering people from just becoming another thing that we have to be perfect at yeah that we have oh to my do gosh and i was thinking about this too yeah but i'll let you think and i'll i'll talk a little bit like what that looks like for Love me that so when we think about like a wellness provider and like what we want out of someone that's going to help us with overall wellness what you're trying to do it's like a lot of times we need to do less versus more yes. and so i feel like it's we got to cut through the bullshit and talk about like quality over quantity there Mm -hmm. and like I really think like what do I need and what I really need is like coaching on asking for what I want Mm -hmm. and I'm in a situation right now with my job I went through a very difficult year and kind of you know hearing you talk about toxic cultures and all that and it's like I identify with that but also I know that it was a tough time for work and I rose to the top because of it I know that I'm in a position now I'm going to be offered more I know what title I want. I have an idea of like what salary I want. Mm -hmm. And it's really just going to come down to the help to really go out and ask for it. And more so than just know your worth and add tax. Like, yeah, that's a great thing. But like, I need real fucking help. Yeah. You know? Exactly. (laughs) So I think about like, what can wellness providers do? Like, how can we just make this not about being the best at empowerment? It's like to really think about like, what do you need?
2: Right. I think that there's a couple of things um, to unpack in that. The, the first is um, I, I think that the hustle culture has created this craze of um, it's you know, just put your head down and do it, and like every day, it's like, what is it like, goal getter, and like you know, yeah. Gold it's, digger, yeah, like Girl, and I, like, and it's great. You know what? I love that like people are reaching for more, and I like, yeah. but I think that people have confused what empowerment and like. This overachieving culture of like being really good at all the things has. I'm done. ready to
0: retire the world, girl boss. Though, but
2: yeah, I think I I think I'm probably gonna take this moment to say <laughs> like I think
0: we're done. We're I done. think we're gonna please. like no one else. No more it. hashtagging. We're I, not doing also, it. Also, like <laughs> please don't call me a boss, babe. Like just I I gotta put it up. We just gotta. I think that it. we just need we to. We don't start. call men like right boss exactly. Men <laughs> like. <it's> like <laughs> boss hunks
2: like <laughs> I love I love that we're having that conversation oh though God. because you're so right is that it's not about for us about how we are it's not how we're going to take on more yeah. and like that's been the problem with why we've only moved like a slight percentage point right. on like we're like go do it do and more, then we're more, like more, more, more. good luck yeah. <laughs> you know like good luck let me know how it goes kind yeah. of a thing <laughs> yeah. i think that um you know, for me, what I think we're, it's the right conversation we're starting to have of taking back and owning some of the things these this ought self. So, like, what we're su- what we're supposed to do, and mm-hmm. some of these concessions that we the obligatory stuff, um, and focusing more on the things that really bring us value and passion and just like you would with any brand. i That's my life, right? Like I think yeah. about in brand building standards, I would never build a brand that appealed to everybody. I would get super clear on what my point of difference is, and right. get really clear on who I'm serving, right? And like, just
0: be that, and be really fucking good at it. Yeah. And I think that it's that's hard for the people that want who want everyone to like them. Exactly. Like me. Me too. Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh! I'm <laughs> so I'm a three on Enneagram, and like I'm so for me, um, for those of you guys who don't know about that, like we are stereotypically like we need to be the best at everything. It's achiever. Like we're we do all the things, but we also like it kills us if one person doesn't like us yeah. and like if we're not their flavor yeah. and i am uh frankly like i am i'm have struggled and i'm continuing to s- trying to create this world for myself where validation starts to come from within yeah. and like really understanding like what is this in service of okay so i'm i'm making progress how does this go instead of external validation Yeah, no, I agree. as I an agree. achiever yeah. like that has been successful like in that way like that's a, that's our life's work right sure. and what we're supposed to do so
0: i think though yeah. identifying the core values like i did this yes. exercise recently and yeah. then like consistently coming back to those values like is it a, are, are you acting in service of the values yeah are you aligning with your values like if you're yeah. it, the, I like i said i just did the exercise with lululemon who great similarly has a fucking incredible culture mm. And was like, gave us this list of, oh my God, it had to be over, probably like over a hundred different values. And they're like, you, have, you get five. Yes. And it was so different. You wanted them all, right? You want community and you want culture. <laughs> exactly. And you, want fun, and you want boldness. You want uniqueness. You want creativity. Like it was so difficult to be like, no, five, you get five. Yeah. And then to be like, okay, now always any any decision any action you know big idea like is it in service of those values and you have to say no to good ideas yeah and
2: those personal boundaries i think are where you were doing so many things and we're being spread so thin because we're doing things in service of other people yeah. and i'm kind of trying to encourage this community to start to say what is it that you yourself need in nutrition Mm -hmm. in order to serve other people because you'll never be able to continue to serve people if you're the shell of a human like if everybody's picked apart i have this like whenever i'm starting to feel that way i really do feel like people are vultures you know Mm -hmm. they start to just pick little pieces away from you and you start to become this like what's left is actually not the core of you they've taken all the good parts they left all the bad and um I, I So to answer your question, I think it really is about, you know, really establishing your voice. And I know that that's so difficult. Mm-hmm. I know I am the least confrontational person you'll meet. And creating those boundaries can sometimes be incredibly difficult for me. But I think that if you do it with kindness and respect yeah. and just being as direct as you can, um, it takes a lot of practice and yeah. work. And I'm I'm still working on it. Yeah. I mean, every day yeah. I'm like, always wanting to be a resource of yeah. a, a, an abundance for other people. Right, so, right. Yeah.
0: Do you have mentors and how important have they been like throughout your journey?
2: Yeah, so I do have mentors and uh, they've come in a lot of different shapes mm-hmm. and forms. Yeah. Um, I have been really fortunate to have people throughout my life that uh, a lot of former bosses that kind of really saw yep. potential in me. Yeah. And, um, and then I've had peers that have kind of served as mentors yeah, as I, well. Yeah, I agree. Totally. And people, um, I'd mentioned, you know, I I think of one mentor that uh, she, so she recently passed as my grandmother mm-hmm. um, and she just passed a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. She's this like beautiful human and just- um, What's her name? Her name's Eva. Eva. Yeah, so Eva Dean Lee um, mm-hmm. from the hills <laughs> of Kentucky. Um, and just uh, really kind of taught me, like she was always very much about having her- Um, rolling up her sleeves and doing the hard work and she was a business owner herself with my grandfather and um, just always like really kind and respectful even until like her you know last moments of just like being so um, sweet and giving um but what she did lack was a voice for yeah. herself right and so i've had to really as i've kind of idolized her my entire life um you know look to other people who have that voice and kind of take parts and pieces of these different mentors of who do i look to who is this strong you know person who's been able to do this with kindness and dignity and, and respect mm-hmm. and um for me, that kind of came in um the in the sense of a peer that I have. Um, and um she's my best friend, Vanessa, yeah. um, who is just this um, incredible human. Um, she just celebrated her fiftieth birthday this year. We celebrated a comfort station. It was the throwdown. It was amazing. I love um, yeah comfort station. <laughs> it was amazing no. And um you know, she's just been really huge influence in my life of kind of saying, sometimes not everybody gets all of you. You know yeah. sometimes you've got to hold back a little bit and you you know if the she just sent me something today that was just so pivotal for me in this point of you know something that I'm going through right now was like if you met me a year ago you I uh, let me allow for my for me to re- introduce myself to you because you know how much I've transformed as a person I'm not going to be everybody's brand yeah. and I'm kind of okay with that cuz like my yeah. group is going to get a little smaller but the people they always say that you're the you're the average of the five people you keep around you which i um how do you say her last name mickey agarwal from um she's does like thinks underwear and she does like um radha is like her sister does daybreaker yeah and so she she spoke at a png thing one time at w uh, world design meeting and i remember her saying that and i was like Holy shit. Yeah, like know, that's I, like I, such a pivotal and she's not the one that coined it, but right. she's the one that brought it to I me. I remember the
0: first time I heard that too. And I was thinking, I'm like, wait, who are those five people? Right. Like, are they the right people? Are the, they the, people the right that people that I want to have around me?
2: And the more that you you talked about my my social group and like how connected I am. I mean honestly every day I'm like, oh my gosh, like and I love the people that are around me and I love the group like but you can also be different, you know, versions of yourself in certain ways sure. as long as you're true to your Yourself. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, for me, and then lastly, I would say I mentioned Josh before, um, you know, just I he's um, he and Andrew salzbrun who's like they're great friends of mine, really kind of are people that um, have been really amazing and uh, kind of pushed me, I think, of saying, you know, just go yeah. like you're going to be successful at this, right. like and saw See something in, in me. Corner. Yeah. And I think that i um, I think a lot of my peers had assumed that I already knew that. But when you see people that you look up to and that are like, just do it. Like, what are you waiting on? people that you on? have
0: so much respect for, oh my that gosh. they believe in you, then you're like, whoa.
2: And I love being that person for other people. Yeah. But it was the first time, that, that moment, that you're like, oh, yeah. I could do this as right. a job? Right. Like, I could make money doing right. what I love. And so I think that that's the power of mentorship and... I really, I love, again, I told you, like, I love mentoring people Mm -hmm. and I love being mentored and, like, just the power of community. Um, But I think that that's something with this community that I'm trying to build is, like, naturally, like, I'm not going to be able to do it for everybody. So how do you get people who have figured, maybe really great at one thing, but have a huge deficit in another? Like, that peer mentorship is huge. I I don't know. What about you? I mean,
0: do you, like... So I've, I remember you know, graduating from college and I feel like you're thinking but you're starting your career and like you have to network and you have to find a mentor. I'm, like when you're fucking 22 <laughs> and you are just like trying to show up to work and like understand how Microsoft Outlook looks. So you're like, I, what does networking mean? Right. What do I go to a YP event and I wear a name tag and like I talk to people like that felt terrible to me. Right. So I was like, I'm never going to be a good networker. And then it was like, find a mentor. And you're like, well, how do you do that? And mm-hmm. then it's like, it's so unnatural. And so what I have to say to people who are like maybe are in that position. It's like, I think it it will naturally happen. Yeah, it's, it's not that you ignore it and don't work at it, but also that like, like you, like my, when I think of my mentors, it's like, yeah, past bosses. Like I had a manager really early in my career, really early. That was like, I'm committed to your development. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that anyone told me that. And I was like, Whoa! Like she, like she, and then you're like, why? See me succeed. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, she was like, like, I, you're, I'm <laughs> like, it's my job now to like make you good at what you're gonna do. Like mm-hmm. I see it in you. So like, I mean, just that small belief in yourself is like huge. And I haven't worked for her in the last three, four years, but it's someone that I, you know, totally stay in touch with. I can call her if I'm like need to work through a work. that You know, she's in my like yeah. industry at work, which I think is helpful. But then I have. Someone else in my workplace that is like outside of my team that has mm-hmm. kind of become this this mentor. And it wasn't, I didn't seek her out. It just was like, it was a work relationship that continued to develop and it, it just evolved. and was helpful. When I think of the podcast, like peer mentors, you know, I've since the state of being, which like, yeah. we, like the, they probably don't know how much they've done for me. That's and amazing. just that like, and it's just a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. But just like, again, that, they're going through something similar and they're telling me like keep going do it do it do it yeah. when i think of like people that i respect so much when i met sarah jenkins i was like in awe of her like mm-hmm. she's the coolest person she's got all of her shit together she know like she knows what she's she knows talking about like knowing your worth like has a plan has goals like is going after it crushing it and she has been my i like would like one of the my biggest supporters so like that to Amazing. me is like holy shit like i can't stop right like I if know. someone that i hold in such a high esteem thinks that i can do something then like how how do how do i and there's that tier of being like oh then i'm gonna perform for you exactly Sarah. <laughs> Like, what do you to do? like okay i'll do it <laughs>
2: but I think that it's I just had this conversation yesterday with a with the mentee of mine Rosie she's getting ready to do this amazing thing it's called Queen Speak mm-hmm. and it's all about actually taking women who are in leadership roles but like having them talk about their first jobs or yeah. like what did, like uh, her favorite story to tell about me is like at one point I had three roommates and like we knew that a, a mouse was in our house like and we couldn't catch it and like uh, yeah. that there? like I worked for Red Bull like I was a Red Bull girl and she like thinks that's the funniest thing ever because she and I had student loans yeah. and all of these things like how do you and I don't think of myself as accomplished right like no, I, do I and so you're kind of like well why why me like why do you care like you know kind I'm of like thing. what but, can I say right what I can I what the say they bring I'm value doing? but for her she she really is interested in bringing these moments to life to say you're somebody in this ecosystem in this city that like has achieved a lot and it feels so far from this brand new college graduate. Yes. And I think that that's the beauty in what we're creating is like this a mentor doesn't have to be as formal but no. you do have to um sometimes just acknowledge that you appreciate another person and say, I want to learn from you. Or you look up to them. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, I mean, for me, like somebody that I've been, and I've joked around about this a little bit on other forums, but I, like Molly Wellman for me has been like for years and like idolized her and I've got to meet her a few times. I know, and I've got to meet her a few times that I've just in such awe of her because of the way that she's, been able to maintain her own identity and persona, and like carried herself with such grace and is so responsible with mm-hmm. the people that she serves. And, um, so I just like, I keep joking, I'm like, one day I'm gonna get in like the guts to go up and be like, Will you mentor me? Yeah. <laughs> like, be, but it's hard for anybody because you yes. always, you never quite know how that person's gonna react. And I think yeah. that, um, the power of, like I said, just of, of kind of going through that experience of, you know mentors will also trail off as you outgrow them and like mm-hmm. what what skill set are you trying to learn and the right. being i think that it just goes back to like the self-awareness of like yep. what are your
0: where are you trying to go yeah. and like what is your north star and your yeah. journey so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. totally totally mm-hmm. so stevie what is your your physical wellness look yeah. like right now how yeah. are you working out so um i am gosh i guess this
2: started back when I moved to Baltimore. So I used to joke, I I grew up as a dancer. Um, Yeah, so I did everything from ballet to jazz to hip hop and kind of like I was on the good old okets on the, you know, like growing up. And Uh um, I, when I went to college... Couldn't really find a way to do that Mm. so I started getting into running Mm -hmm. and just um, doing different like trying to take classes as much as I could but there wasn't really anything like that in Cincinnati at the time now there's all kinds of like dance fix and everything but at the time I started running and um I the joke would always be when I played soccer is that like the only time that I was running was when somebody was chasing me right and like (laughs) but what I've really found is actually I get into the meditative state and Mm. so I yeah I don't do that (laughs) I honestly it's the only way that I can really like if I get a really good sweat on good for you and go running in my neighborhood is great and I love like just kind of being up super early in the morning Mm. like we're talking like 5 a.m
0: it's dark and freezing. oh my
2: gosh dark and freezing cold that's part of it is like you just don't you can't think about your breathing you can't listen to things that are happening you're just you're just like I'm so cold (laughs) and I just really need to warm up and like I just really need to keep going and and that for me has been so in like being able to manage anxiety and Mm -hmm. kind of how I think about like really preparing for my day and so I love running um I don't like so people always ask me like oh you do a race or a marathon like that gives me so much anxiety Yeah, but it. it is a goal of mine that i i have done five k's and I, but i've never done a half marathon mm-hmm. i'm not willing to commit to a half marathon in 2020 but i am saying that i would like to work at one it's the people everybody around me and the distractions like what i love about it is it serves a purpose of yeah. like i'm investing in myself and moving my body right and kind mm-hmm. of getting into this next phase and i i really do um you know, I love dance still and being able to kind of get into, um, get into a routine. And in fact, like for international women's day, I'm trying to start like a morning dance party, a lot like daybreaker. Oh, Actually you're yeah. in Cincinnati. Um, and so I'm working a little bit with three CDC and trying cool. to like figure out how to make that happen. I got some
0: good dance cardio people too. I could Wonderful. Oh with. my gosh.
2: Let's totally do it yes. because yes. I, um, I really do feel like that there's a power of like, just shaking your ass and like yes. getting out there and like getting your blood flowing but in a way that's like completely in service of yourself yeah. and um not having to be like um performative it exactly yeah. and just doing it i mean, I mean For that's where like whether it, it, it's yeah. like friday night on the dance floor oh, or like I it's like, it. you know 6 a.m in the morning <laughs> so um I, I really, that's right now, like, really how I found myself. I'm also just, I'm really committed to having, um, like toned arms at some point in my life. And Michelle Obama. No, exactly. Yeah. Right. And more so just because I never have. So yeah. I'm, um, I have a friend, I've, be- I have some lower back issues from volleyball and dance. So I'm going to start, um, I want to start doing some strength training a little yeah. bit this next year because I've just like working on my core and kind of getting that going. So we'll see where that takes well, you. I yeah. Also have
0: some recommendations. I'm if sure you're you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm kind of like you know
2: I, the the running thing is really good in one part, yeah. but the other parts are you know just continuing to build
0: into myself yeah, yeah, in that way. Yeah. yeah. So Stevie, what does being fit? Yeah. Mean to you?
2: So being fit for me is really about continuing to I think push the boundaries of. What your physical, emotional, mental capacity can go, mm-hmm. um, and I think that you know usually one will follow the other. But I think that the the mental for me is you know really mentally being able to commit to pushing yourself beyond the boundaries of what you've done in the past and proving to yourself that you know you are capable of so much more than you previously thought. Yeah. Um, so for me right now, being fit is so much about you know pushing myself to say I really do want to really commit to myself to every day, really getting up and moving and doing that at least 30 minutes. And like, I've been really good about it. Yeah. Um, I do slack off, you know, every once in a while and like give myself a break. As we do. It's cool. Like, As I'm like, sure. I'm, you know what? I'm like, this is the season that I'm in right now. And like, this is where we're going. Um, But I think that the accountability for that is, you know, what I, what you experience from that is the after effects of kind of saying, what is this next part of, How am I going to continue to test the boundaries of what I can do? And like, how do I chase fear a little bit Mm -hmm. and say and harness it? Um, And I think one of the cool parts about, you know, fit is... And being fit is being able to say, I'm always willing to just up the ante a little bit more and do the next thing that scares me and uh, try out something new and scary and wild and um, continuing to challenge the norm. Be
0: audacious. Yeah, be audacious. There we go. (laughs) Exactly. So what's coming up for Wise Wellness Guide? Where can people follow you, find out all the good stuff? Yeah, so um, we're
2: on Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a couple of events coming up. You'd mentioned Hope for the Holiday. Um, Coming up on the 7th um, That's going to be at Melt Revival um, In Northside Um, Tickets are still available for that um, the financing. see and- if I can come
0: to that. Oh, if that'd my be great. Allows, like,
2: oh my so. gosh. That would be lovely. I'm yeah. very, very excited about that. And then we have It's we've not got- something that I, s-
0: it is exciting for me, but I think will be helpful.
2: Oh my gosh. No, yeah. it's the thing I'm the most terrified about. Yeah. Like I could throw up thinking about talking about this, yeah. but, um, FAQ Betsy Wecker is
0: yeah. going to be leading the session. Oh, okay. That, okay yeah. Okay. So you should okay, totally okay, come. Okay, yeah. Cause she, if anyone wants to go and you need a buddy and you feel like <laughs> you need someone to go with, I will go with you. Cause yes. I will, if I will just show up alone too.
2: It's so much about, um, Um, Just really I think being having a mirror for the way you're feeling and that the fact that the holidays don't have to be this like spiral of anxiety that you can own it and kind of understand how you're going to work on it throughout the year. So it's not it's a daily practice of really owning like whatever it is you're kind of going through Um, finance and facials. I'm so excited about this. This is going to be an ongoing series mm-hmm. of we're just going to talk about the top 10 things that women should know about money. Get a little more cozy and comfortable about talking about money. Yep, it's not um, fun, but you got to do yeah, it. Yeah, you got to do it. And honestly, it can be fun. I yeah. mean, if you can really figure out a way to make it work for you yeah. and really understand the money game, it actually really releases you to unlock so much more yeah. um, about like just just understanding and knowing what you're capable right. of. And just um, and
0: releasing what I just said, like it, you're right it doesn't the
2: unknown is so scary yeah but we continue to like shove it under the rug (laughs) and so and then the last event um that that we have going on this year is actually uh, it's called roses at the rose room so um ashley hack from macara floral um and she's this beautiful floral designer um and beautiful human um fellow dap grad and then um dinner to doorbells who has been my like Saving grace, honestly, they're amazing. Um, they do, um, th- uh, freshly prepared meals um, on a weekly basis. They're very affordable, like mm-hmm. so affordable and they they do keto, they do um, like gluten-free, oh, they have nice. like all kinds of these okay. pre-prepared meals and like it's not like uh, Hello Fresh where you have to go and like make everything and right. all of a sudden it's an hour and it's a half later and you're like, yeah. it's nine o'clock and yeah. I'm not even hungry right. anymore. Right. It's like they prepare everything and then they also have like meals for kids and stuff and you okay. can just literally like put it in the oven or nuke it if you really Want need to yeah. or not? Sometimes they have really great salads. Yeah. Um. So they have a space over in O'Brienville, and we're gonna get together and do cocktails, light bites, everything on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, um. And that's gonna be, I believe, it's on the fifteenth. Um. But we're doing a retreat um, in January with Red Wheel Rentals and right. um, organization events and stuff. So you can go to wisewellness.com yeah, yeah, we'll for all the events perfect. and um, everything's up there. And if you just like want to shout out and you know, you really want to, uh, you know, I, one thing I've no been asking meetings, about. Stevie, what? don't take any Yes, more no more meetings. No, exactly. No more <laughs> meetings. But what I would say is one thing I'm huge on is actually getting us to celebrate ourselves a little bit more and we're really bad at that. So my friends and I have this thing where we're like, hey, I have this really cool thing that happened to me. Will you like post about it and celebrate me? And like we do this. So I've decided that wise, like if you've got something that you're really proud about, hey, this please, is such a good idea. Please send it to me. And I would love to be a platform to celebrate Can you. Be like I survived my two
0: o'clock Friday yes. call with my Oh bitch my gosh, guy.
2: <laughs> please. Like the small wins. Can we please say that like you survive your two o'clock call with like some yes. dick yes. that like yes. right? And like I would love to do everything from that and so that's that's honestly like that's really my call to action is like please come to the events we would love to have you but more so like just please enjoy the holidays and like yeah Yeah. and like use the time leading into this new decade to like really think about how you're going to invest in yourself so you can invest in other people and um hopefully you'll check us out and um kind of see what we've got going on
0: yes love it such a great message to end it with guys thanks so much for listening as always guys and girls i don't know why i think i always say guys but you know <laughs> what i mean that's all right follow me at chrissy grody you want to see all of my holiday content coming soon um follow the podcast of course at what the fit podcast please support the patreon if you are so inclined and rate and review on itunes and that's all thanks so much <laughs>